American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a wonderful week. Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am Justin Martindale, and this episode is packed. Uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you um, to everybody who came out to my taping on Sunday here at the Comedy Store. I did my half hour with Sarah Tiana. We had a great, great night. I can't wait to see the footage from that and get that out and fingers crossed we can get it to you on Netflix or something like that. Also, John is not here. He had a date with Lady COVID. Oh, the bitch is back. So he is out. So I've got producer Tony here with me. And uh, also it is Mother's Day this week. So don't forget that. Um, It is on Sunday. Uh, If you don't know what to get your mom, I have a suggestion. What is it, Justin? You are asking yourself. Get some cozy earth. I have mine on right now. This is the long sleeve uh, shirt made out of bamboo. It's breathable. They've got sheets. They've got comforters. They've got bath towels. They've got pajamas. Um, everything. And you can get a discount of 40% off if you use the promo code 40 Four zero Justin J U S T I N, and you will get forty percent off your final purchase. Why? Because I love your mom, and moms deserve the best, right? However, my mom did uh, ask me for uh, THC for Mother's Day this year, so she was like, "That's all I want." I was like, "Good to know, mom." And I don't know if she listens to podcasts, but if she does, I'm sorry, but. It's on the way. Anyways, we have a full, full episode. Um, I mean, my God, let's just kick it off with my NFL draft of the year. The Met Gala was this week. And the theme, the theme, you guys, I've talked so much about it. The Gilded Age, HBO Max, the theme, Gilded Glamour. And I was ready. I wanted to see some Fifth Avenue 1890s fashion. I wanted to see some of it elevated. I wanted to see some deconstructed. 
There were some good looks. I'm not gonna lie. I've made a list of my top five and my top, uh, my top five favorite, rather my top five favorite, my top five least favorite, and then I threw in some like honorable mentions, just cuts. There were some great, great looks. There were also some really awful looks. Now, as someone who knows fashion. I did host a fashion show on the critically acclaimed iPhone app Snapchat on the critically acclaimed network E for three years. And the Met Gala was like my favorite thing. I also wrote, uh, I covered the Met Gala for Joan Rivers for Fashion Police back in the day. This was one of those moments where I'm like, God damn it, I wish Joan Rivers was still alive. Because there's, it's just turned into a mess. Like, I felt like I was watching the meh gala. Like, you're just kind of like, I don't know, called me old-fashioned. If you give me a theme, I'm showing the fuck up. When I went to the Bridgerton experience, I dressed up. If I pick a Halloween costume, I dress up. However, the Met Gala is not a costume party. And before I get into the actual looks, I wanted to share this article that came out. Designer Tom Ford, or as I call him, he referenced two of Katy Perry's Met Gala red carpet looks in this article that came out prior to the actual Met Gala. Uh... There's a new book called Anna, the biography about Anna Wintour, um, the Fame Vogue editor, and Tom Ford lamented the costumey nature of recent Met Galas. He says, the only thing about the Met that I wish that hadn't happened is that it turned into a costume party. That used to be just, uh, it used to just be very chic people wearing beautiful clothes, going to an exhibition about the 18th century. You didn't have to look like the 18th century. You didn't have to dressed like a hamburger. Oh, that's some Katy Perry shade. You didn't have to arrive in a van where you were standing up because you couldn't sit down because you wore a chandelier. Oh, oh, oh. That's Katy Perry as well. This year's upcoming Met Gala invitation specifies gilded glamour. I want it gilded and I want it glamour. As the dress code, which can be interpreted in so many ways, the ex- Uh, The exhibition centers on New York's Gilded Age, so we will see what kind of Halloween costume party looks will grace the fame steps of the Met this Monday. I didn't really get any costumed looks, I think. I'm trying to to go through everybody's looks that I thought were like, meh. Like here, for example, Tom Ford was talking about Katy Perry. She's dressed like a goddamn double whopper or whatever, some McDonald's trash burger which will come up later in this show. But yeah, it's it became this weird like costume party. Some of it was very borderline costumey, but also there wasn't as many people that I wanted to see there. Like I wanted to see um I mean Pascas, I mean Jennifer Lopez wasn't there. Sersha Ronan wasn't there. Zendaya wasn't there who kills it every uh Met Gala. Rihanna wasn't there obviously. Um, but Rihanna was there because get this, the Met Gala paid tribute to Rihanna by carving out a sculpture of marble 
in the shape of pregnant Rihanna. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's when you know, <laughs> you know you're good at the game when you when you get a statue of marble carved out that looks like pregnant you. I mean, that's pretty badass. But, yeah, Rihanna wasn't there. Beyonce was not there. Ariana Grande was not there. Um, I don't really know if Lady Gaga was there. I think I saw pictures of her, but I don't think anyone, like, made a big deal out of it because I think she was just wearing some, like, you know, ruffle, ruffled Renfair collar. But, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, the the wow, the showstoppers, the glitz and the glam. Um, this was the first year that... All 72 Kardashians were at the uh, Met Gala. I did not know that Courtney and Chloe had never been before, but that tracks. Um, and I think it might be their last one because there were some there were some things that were said um, later on. But yeah, I'm trying to think there was some there was definitely some wow moments. There were a lot of why moments. Um, and then there's some that just took the cake, knocked me on my ass. Um, and I think I'm going to start with my best dressed list. This is my top five. My opinion as an expert in fashion who is sitting on a blue chair at my friend Emerson's house watching the E! live coverage in a Dua Lipa. Oh, Dua Lipa wasn't there. God, if Dua Lipa was there, she would have knocked it out of the park. I was wearing my Dua Lipa shirt and my tie-dye green shorts that I got from Target. So I know fashion. But don't take my uh, top five seriously. This is just what I like, my personal taste. I would really like to get through the week without someone telling me to kill myself. Just please. That would be nice. Um... But yes, I'm going to go starting with my number five, Sean Mendez. My God, Sean Mendez was wearing Tommy Hilfiger. It was giving me Bridgerton vibes. It was giving me Prince Charming vibes. Actually, I take it back. It was giving me Prince Philip vibes. There we go. Prince Philip, Sleeping Beauty. Like, my God. If I was straight, I would totally date him. Exactly. <laughs> he looked so good. I have to say props to him. As At last year's Met Gala, remember he was with uh, that girl? Um and uh, uh, the, the theme was, I think, camp. Or was that a couple of years ago? I can't remember. COVID, am I right? Sorry, John. R.I.P. Um, but I think the, uh, the, the theme was he, he had, she was dressed up as Cher and Sean was looking at her and the infamous line, it's giving Cher went out and we all were like, uh, what did he just say? It's giving Cher. Yes. So he came out looking like Prince Philip in a Disney like fairy tale. I loved it. He looked so handsome and it was just nice to actually see a straight guy get the theme. <laughs> I know. We're rooting for him, you know. We're trying, but uh, we support you. Um 
Number four, I have Kaya Gerber. Now, Kaya Gerber, uh, I thought, looked stunning. A, she looks just like her mom. She was wearing Alexander McQueen, and she was, like, giving us, like, first class on the Titanic, like, big hair, this metallic dream. And she, there was one photo that I saw because I was putting all these looks up on my Instagram last night because that's what I do on a couch in my sweats. And I was like, she's literally looking at us like we're all third class trash. Like we all should be like doing an Irish jig at the bottom of the ship. Like that's, she was just like, what is this? Like, wh-? like she got lost on the ship. Like she came down to grab Kate Winslet and be like, get the fuck back up here, bitch. What are you doing with yourself? She looks stunning. Number three, I have Jodie Turner-Smith. Jodie Turner-Smith, she went with her husband, Joshua Jackson, and I thought she looked so gorgeous. She had this, like, it kind of was giving me, like, not Gatsby. There was a lot of people who had the, the, the theme confused. Like, some people were doing 1920s. Some people were doing 1950s. The Gilded Age is a 30-year gap of of the late 19th century. That's what it is. That's the Gilded Age. But the way she did it, it was just very, like, glisteny, very, like, um, like, almost like the beginning of Downton Abbey. Like, she looks like that bitch in Downton Abbey. Like, she was, like, coming in here to stir up some shit. Very, like, pre-flapper kind of an era, which I loved. I mean, she was just, her skin was gorgeous. She had these, like, like pink sashes coming over her um, all at the bottom of the ground. I thought that was fantastic. So she looked, I, I, I actually really loved her outfit. Um, and um, I'm trying to remember. She was wearing Gucci. Yes, that's right. She was in a full Gucci gown. Uh, number two, my God, Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Royale Hudgens. She looked so good. She was like doing red carpet, like emceeing or something. Like she was like interviewing people. She's wearing this like full Moschino, like black see through, just five-time widow collecting her dead husband's money again haunted mansion full halloween spooktacular uh mistress of the met i loved everything about it she looked so good there was one picture where she like flipped the dress up and it was just flowing down and it was like frozen oh she looks so good. I actually like DM'd her friend Vince Rossi and was like, this is so good. And he's like, I know it's beyond. She looks so great. I loved it. It was like haunting. It was gorgeous. It was just this, this guilted, this gilded vamp widow, you know, who like accidentally fell down the stairs again. I told him to be careful. He just didn't listen. And then rounding up number one, the one, the only, Blake Lively. Oh, my God. When she, first of all, she shows up 
in this Atelier Versace gown that has been custom-made, couture, glamour, it's giving you Gilded Age, New York City. She thought about this whole thing, and that's what people are missing, thought. She had her look down to the toenail polish on her feet. She looked stunning. She, um, I'm trying to remember. So she came out in this like rusted, like bodice and like tool, and it was just bunted up in the back. And the front was a, uh, the front of the bodice was a, a nod to the Empire State Building architecture. So she, she wanted to go nar- uh, Gilded Age architecture. So the rust color symbolized the Statue of Liberty when it was uh, brought to Ellis Island from France. And then the tiara had seven stones in it that she wore, also a nod to Lady Liberty, with seven stones in it that represented the seven continents. And then the train of the dress represented Grand Central Station. And then the reveal of the underside of this rust-colored dress. You, If you haven't seen it, just Google it. It is stunning. These guys come and they peel off the back of her dress and it turns into this gorgeous Tiffany blue fabric that also looks like the Statue of Liberty after it oxidized. God, I just know chemistry and shit. Um, Which also is a nod to like Tiffany's, you know, Fifth Avenue glamour, all that. And you hear the audience lose their mind. Ryan Reynolds, her date, her husband, obviously looked dapper as well. You, There's video of him just watching her as they're like revealing this and he just jaw on the ground. I remember seeing this and I, like my whole body like fell out of my butthole. It was like the most spectacular thing I've seen. Now, some people were like, oh, of course she did this, whatever. She, you know, she's done stuff like this before. I don't give a shit. I want to see Blake Lively. I want to see a Blake Lively Met Gala reveal. Give me something. And you know what? She was one of the first ones there. And honestly, the best one I've seen. So take that. She looked fantastic. In fact, I think we need to remodel the Statue of Liberty as a statue of Blake Lively. If Rihanna can have an image of her marble uh, cut out in marble and put in a museum, we need to redecorate the Statue of Liberty as uh, Blake Lively. And give her Blake Lively feet. Because the Statue of Liberty kind of has big feet. It's kind of weird. So those are my top five best. Now before I get to my worst, I want to give some runners up. A little shot, okay? We had Jessica Chastain and Gucci. And these are in no particular order. I loved this look. She looked fantastic. It was fine. Like, I loved it because it was giving me ruby red. Like, everyone was kind of like, oh, diamonds and gold. And I love, you know, I love that Jessica Chastain, who is a beautiful redhead with fair skin, wore this sparkly ruby outfit. She had a turban on, which kind of gave it like this weird kind of like carnival sideshow look, like kind of like a Madam Ruby from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where she tells Pee-wee to go to San Antonio Shout out San Antonio and go to the Alamo and find his bike, which I wasn't mad at because I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure, one of my favorite movies. But also was a little, this was kind of one of those looks that I was like, okay, it's a little costumey, but I can't, like, she looked so good. I loved it. Uh, Next up, oh, and also she was wearing Gucci. I think I said that. Um, 
Gigi Hadid was another one. Uh, when she came out of the Mark Hotel, she was not wearing the jacket that she threw on. Uh, she was wearing, a, uh, as well, Atelier Versace, like Blake Lively was. She came out and it was just kind of like this red samurai outfit. And I was just kind of like, okay. She didn't stop really long for pictures. Everyone kind of like went, no. But then she got up on the carpet and she threw on this ginormous Versace puffer coat, took her pictures, and then they took the coat off and sent it back. And I mean, she looked, this is where it looked. Was it Gilded Age? No. But was it gorgeous? Yeah. So she looked good. So that's why I'm giving her a runner-up. When I first saw her leaving the hotel, I was like, no. She, uh, Gigi didn't. But... Once the look was all put together on the carpet, I was I thought it was pretty sick. Um, we also have Bad Bunny representing the man. I thought his look was actually really fantastic because it was just different. I like that he just kind of like takes uh, his looks and just kind of like does his own thing. He like makes it masculine yet feminine. His hair was kind of like pulled up with some like golden leaves in there. He was wearing Burberry. Um it was like a Burberry, like con- like full uh, suit all the way down to the bottom. It was giving me like Inspector Gadget meets like Man in the Yellow Hat from Curious George vibes. And I was like not mad at it. I-, I thought I was like, you know what? He tried. He tried. There were so many guys up there. Like Kieran Culkin from uh, Succession was just in a suit with tennis shoes on. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you going to like Maggiano's for pasta tonight? What are you doing? Um, so those are my runners up. Also, I have to talk about this moment that happened last night. Jared Leto, who's been notorious for like showing up and going a little outside of the box. You know, past McAllis, he's shown up wearing, you know, he brought his own like severed head to the McGala. Um he was confused by myself, but I didn't realize like by a lot of people, he showed up uh, wearing Gucci with creative director Alessandro, um, uh, Alessandro Michel. Um, however, they showed up later and they looked exactly the same, whatever. But then before Jared Leto actually showed up, this other guy shows up. And he is a Swedish creative director. His name is Frederick Robertson. This guy shows up straight out of the fucking future. (laughs) Like full on fifth element, giving me like fifth element diva vibes. Like he looks like he looks like a thing that you buy at like sharper image that you like put on your desk to like relax. Like it'll just move. It was like a like a baby mobile hanging from, you know, the ceiling. It was so bizarre, but everyone thought this guy was Jared Leto, and it was like this metallic steel pointy thing. And if you look at the guy, he's right there, yeah. He looks like Jared Leto. And everyone was like, that's not Jared Leto. You need to you need to do your research more. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, GQ thought it was Jared Leto. Page Six thought it was Jared Leto. Elle Magazine had to say, hey, it wasn't Jared Leto, but also what a compliment when people think you're Jared Leto own it. 
my old headshot was Martha Plimpton. It was old headshot day. And I was like, here's my old headshot. And people were like, is that really you? And I'm like, no, it's Martha Plimpton. Oh, or that guy from uh, uh, Evil. What's it called? Uh, Evil Town or Lazy Town? The villain. Like, look, pull up Lazy Town real quick. Like Lazy Town villain. And you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, every day, every day, and Robbie Rotten, that's that's exactly, that's who that I look like. And then people are like, oh my God, you look like that guy, Robbie Rotten. And then I'm like, oh yeah, he died. I know. Yeah. I usually get Patrick Swayze, Robbie Rotten, Martha Plimpton, Rene Russo, when I was younger, in my twink days, I would get Ashton Kutcher from that 70s show. I got John Mayer a couple of times, but that's really it. God, okay, that's enough. That's assault now. You're assaulting me. I mean, maybe I should just do that for Halloween. That's actually really funny. <laughs> I wonder if people would get it. We'll petition. We'll do a petition. It's May, so I should start thinking about Halloween. Um, Because <laughs> that's what gay guys do. Should I go as Robbie Rotten for uh, Halloween this year? Yes or no? Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Keep it going. Those are my honorable mentions. Here are my worst dressed of the Met Gala 2022. Starting off, number five, comedian, spokeswoman for mayonnaise, Amy Schumer. Amy. No. One job. Gilded glamour. You showed up with your friends looking like the female version that no one asked for for Men in Black. It was a slap in the face. It was lazy. And... uh. By slap in the face, I mean Will Smith in Men in Black slapping some common sense into you. Or me. Slap me. Because I cannot get this image out of my head. Um, I just thought it was stupid. It was... Uh, it, it, You're wearing sunglasses. It was just... I don't know. And I just... I really wish, like, you could have totally... You're a comedian. You could have done, like, this crazy, like loony lady i mean if she dressed up like if you dressed up as sarah jessica parker at the met gala it would have totally worked it was kooky like dress kooky dress up like a tenardier from les mis do, do something this was just this was not it um yeah and she just she just looked lost i thought it was a huge fail no no all right number four 
Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne, at first, when she showed up on the red carpet, she had, it was giving me like Britney Spears circus vibes. Um, I thought it was very chic. It was very tailored, very tapered. Um, yes, those are her boobs, Tony. <laughs> she she shows up with a cane. Everyone said she was like tweaking, which I didn't really get. Like people were like, why was she like all... And I'm like, sometimes these women are so emaciated that they, they, they're about to fall over because they, they want to look that good so people talk about them. Now, everything was fine. And I remember that I was watching the E! red carpet and I'm trying to remember who was spinning around, but you see Kara in the background and you see her like undoing her jacket. And I was like, is she taking off her jacket? She takes off her jacket and you just see the back of her. So I was like, oh, she looks really shiny. I didn't realize that she painted her body gold. Um, but then it flips around to the front, and that's when we all were like, oh, her tits are out. Now, props to her for the courage. I think free the nipple, go for it. But she just had gold pasties on. It wasn't for me. And that's not because I hate boobs. I love boobs. I love boobs. <laughs> there I said it. This just wasn't gilded glamour. Had she done this in the in the in the gilded age, <laughs> she would have been ostracized from the East Village and the West Village, all of the villages. Harlot strumpet. We don't talk to Cara Delevingne. She's salacious and scandalous. This would not have happened. This was a cry for attention. This is something, this is like when a drag queen takes their wig off. Like last minute, you're just like, ah, shit, I gotta pull off all my tricks. No one likes it. Like when a, when a drag queen takes her shoes off, you're like, okay, what are you doing? I I am I get your courage. I just think this is just a well shit. If if no one's going to talk about me, I'm going to take my shirt off. Desperate. Desperate. And body paint, girl. <laughs> um we've got uh this bitch number 3. Emily Ratajkowski. She, I don't even know where to begin. She popped out of the hotel at the Mark, and I was just kind of like, what, what, what is this? What craft project, what Michaels just experienced a grab and go, and this woman went home and hot glued her outfit together. I'm talking about the one at the top left. Um, this fucking gypsy nightmare, it is, I don't understand it at all. It looks like Mardi Gras on like at the end of the night. It looks like it's covered in piss and vomit. Um with some hand grenades and like uh 
what's that uh everclear <laughs> it's like it just it just looks like she just like tore the side off of a Mardi Gras float wrapped it around her waist the top is giving me Seattle gum wall you know that wall in Seattle that's just covered in chewed up bubble gum? That's what that is. And it stinks. And I don't know why it's a thing. But if you ever go to Seattle, just do It's fucking gross. And people are just like, hmm, let's add it to the wall. I'm like, you're adding to the problem. Seattle, figure it out. But also, this top could have been amazing. If you're a fan of the movie Death Becomes Her like I am, the character that Isabella Rossellini plays wears a very jeweled top, and it's gorgeous. This, I think, is the real-life version of that. I feel like Isabella Rossellini is the online version of that, where she's like, Siempre vida, live forever! And this is what shows up in the wish box. You're like, oh, no. This was a huge fail. It does... I don't... Get it. It is giving me Fiesta float, Mardi Gras, just like give give this gypsy a tambourine and let her go look for a hunchback. That's that's I just I don't get it. At number two, this one hurt. This one really hurt. Emma Stone. Now. I know, I know. She was one of the first ones to walk out of the Mark Hotel as well. And she walked out like this. Now, apparently this is like a nod to her. She got her, this was like her wedding dress, but then they tailored it to look like, uh, they tailored the dress to make it look like her reception dress. Honey, no. No. No, no. This is na-na land. Not la-la land. This is not good. This, this, no. You look like a virgin who works at Claire's. This is not, this is not it. This is... This is, uh, I think I even said this looks like the what you wear to an Applebee's Christmas party. Like, it's just like, hey, guys, I can't believe winter's already here. Crazy, right? It's so warm out. It's so crazy that it's still December and it's like 80 degrees out. So weird. Like, no, I. that's it. That's all. There's, this, there, there's nothing Gilded Age about this. It's just, it's this creepy, like, like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> That's all I have. Like, is it a ballerina? Is it a, is it like, is it a bird? Is it, I don't know. It's a stone. That's what it is. And this stone fell hard at the bottom of the Met Lake. It's not good. This is not good. And it sucks. This is what I don't understand. If you're a fucking actress, you should know time periods. And hear me out. The cast of Bridgerton. Meh. And I'm like, wow, really, guys? Come on. Do you know what the show you're in? Like, 
guys. And as well as the cast of The Gilded Age. Some of the cast members of The Gilded Age, I was like, all right. I thought Christine Baranski looked amazing, very matriarchal. She's in The Gilded Age. Um, and I think Meryl Streep's daughter looked stunning too. But then there were like some people that I was just like, what? Come on. Come on. Jonathan Bailey was not there from Bridgerton. Or at least I didn't see him, but I'm sure he would have looked amazing. All right. This was, get this out of my sight. Be gone. Number one. It was really hard to pick just one of my worst dressed. So I picked five. And that is the Kardashians altogether. This pissed me off so much because, A, they're all over my social media. And it sucks because there were actually some really good people. There were really good people that I didn't mention. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Megan the Stallion looked fantastic. Um, I mean, so many. Um, I'm trying to remember. They're all, they're all just kind of melted into my brain at this point. But the Kardashians showed up because we're being berated into fucking liking them Courtney and Chloe are invited for the first time ever so they show up I thought Chloe was very basic kind of like knock off Kim of course Kendall shows up um in this black dress which was okay but it was just very like okay cool just morning no eyebrows and then Courtney and Travis show up now these turds have been in the press every single day since like last year. We get it. You're engaged. You're happy. Cool. Now, this is what's sparking some controversy is that Courtney, this is her first Met Gala. She's being interviewed by um, Lala on the red carpet. And she's like, uh, so did you think a lot about your dress uh, for tonight for Gilded Glamour? And she's, she starts laughing and she's like, ah, no, I didn't really think about it at all. What? So, of course, the Internet goes abuzz and it's like, how dare she? I'm sure Greta Thunberg was like, how dare you? <laughs> we were rooting for you and you didn't even show up. You did not understand it. You didn't get the assignment. You did not understood it. You never understood the assignment. So Courtney shows up with um, Travis Barker and um, they are wearing, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, Tom Brown. So, you know, Courtney was like, I wanted to be like, like loose and like unfinished. Like I'm just draping off of what Travis is wearing. You look unfinished, girl. You look like a fool. There's threads everywhere. The ties are undone. It, you're, 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 the PDA is obnoxious. We get it. You tongue kiss. Congratulations. You're in sixth grade. Like, we get it. And not the, like, just, just show up and be a person and look glamorous. That's it. That's the job. And then Kylie shows up. Now, Kylie, God damn it. This mess she shows up in a full-on, like, wedding dress with a veil and a baseball cap turned around her. She looks so unhappy to be there. It, I don't understand this. 
It looks like she's taken a shit in the middle of the street like Maya Rudolph in Bridesmaids. She's given full-on constipated face. Um, and th- I, I just thought it was a complete fail. It's just, it's, it's, it's giving me like tomboy child bride. And of course, like I'm sure everyone's trying to decode it because we've got to have a fucking mystery about what everything means about the Kardashians. What did they mean when they wore this? And everyone's saying, oh, she wore this because her and uh, Travis probably got married already. And da 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 da. And I'm like, who cares? I just think it's a big mess. It's I think it's very disrespectful. It's very amateur. Um, but yeah, that's Kylie for you. And then we had Kim. Kim is all over the news. Because she wore Marilyn Monroe's actual dress. Congratulations for wearing someone else's dress. Now, I'm not knocking that she doesn't look good. She brought her boyfriend, Pete Davidson. Um, Again, Gilded Age is not Marilyn Monroe. And also... You're not Marilyn Monroe. I'm sorry. Like Marilyn Monroe singing happy birthday to JFK. That is such an iconic moment. And I just feel like, oh, look, you're trying to steal a moment and make it about you again. You look good. She says she's lost 16 pounds eating tomatoes only and like not having sugar or carbs, which I think is a great message to send to girls. If you want to fit in a dress, you know, starve yourself. Um, Maybe that's just me. (laughs) But I think, look, she dyed her hair blonde. She pulled it back. I don't like it. I mean, she also couldn't zip it up all the way. So she like wore her dress around her waist. Look, I'm not here to hate on her. She looks fine. I just feel like had we not known it was Marilyn Monroe's dress, it would have been like, okay. I mean, it really looks like she's just wearing Spanx or Skims probably. But yeah, I just don't think um, it didn't really do anything for me. It's not gilded. It's a beautiful dress. It's an iconic dress, but it's not your dress. Not your dress. You could have done something that like inspired it. Like you just literally paid off like the Smithsonian or whatever to borrow it for the night or wherever it's from. But it wasn't for me. And I just think it's just kind of like, okay, classic Kim Kardashian I'm going to steal this other woman's look and make it about me. I'm like, girl, that's Marilyn Monroe's dress. What are you doing? No. And she was like blowing kisses like she was Marilyn. I'm like, are you okay? Huh? Stop it. And then Kris Jenner, her mom, was dressed up like Jackie Onassis. And I'm like, this is what I'm saying. Not Gilded Age. Had they done this... This was what I wanted from the Kardashians. I wanted gilded glamour. Had they shown up like a gilded age dynasty, I would have shit. If they showed up in bodices and and you know cleavage like Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish got some tits. <laughs> I was like, damn. Damn, girl, as you were showing them off, I was like, all right, Billie Eilish, had they shown up with 
cleavage and body and hair and makeup and fabric. I would like, this is just mom. This is mom in the 60s. Like, give Kris Jenner a cigarette and a martini and like tell her to do the twist or something. Like, this is not. This is not Gilded Glamour for me. Had they shown up in a actual, like, late 1800s dynasty of these, like, just women, like, at a, in a portrait? Oh, that's what I wanted. And I did not get it. But maybe next year. Look at Billie Eilish. I mean, f- but got it. That's what, the, exactly. She, she based her look off of this, um portrait she's wearing gucci it's lacy it's youthful it looks great on her it's broody it's moody she looks fantastic and she looks great in the 2021 one too she she, i think billy eilish is she's i love it i love that she's growing into her body i love that she's owning her body so yes i need to put her in the best dress as well for sure but that is my roundup for the met gala whoo we got through it we did it I hope you all agree on my picks. If you don't, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. Um, but if you do, I would love to hear your comments. DM me at Justin Martindale on Instagram. But let's get back into some more news, shall we? I talked about drag queens a little earlier about, uh, you know, they take their wigs off. If they take their shoes off, eh, you know, it's a little underwhelming. Talked about... Uh, Mentioned fast food a little earlier as well. Katy Perry dressing up as a hamburger. Well, fans of Drag Brunch, get ready. Because Taco Bell has Drag Brunch. To, 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 to the drive-thru. Um, this is something that I did not know. A Taco Bell Drag Brunch is coming soon to a city near you. And bottoms everywhere have been shaking. Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> Wait, okay, I get it. It's a play on words. Okay, I see you. Bottoms, a sexual, you know. Do you know what a bottom is, Tony? You got it? Okay. But also the joke about Taco Bell making you shit your pants. So bottoms are shaking like, oh, let me in the bathroom. Oh, God, let me in. The popular fast food chain has announced multi-city drag brunch events with the intent of, quote, celebrating culture and the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay, the five scheduled Taco Bell drag brunch events will take place in the brand's special expanded cantina locations and will be hosted by drag performer Quesadilla. I love Quesadilla. She performs at the um, she performs here at the uh, Casita del Campo basement. I've seen her a lot. She's fun. An obvious pun on Quesadilla. Okay, thanks. Along with local queens and kings that will transform any morning from mild to fire. So far, this drag brunch series from Taco Ball, okay, includes the following cities and dates. Las Vegas, May 1st. Chicago, May 22nd. Nashville, the 29th. New York City, June 12th. Fort Lauderdale, the 26th. This was created by Taco Bell's Leave Mas Pride label. It's also committed to donating an undisclosed grant to the It Gets Better project, the taco is out of the bag, Quesadilla wrote on Instagram. I'm going on tour with at Taco Bell. <laughs> <sighs> so you'll get uh, members of Taco Bell's Fire Tier Rewards Program will gain early access to reservations via opentable.com. As expected, reservations are limited. Customers must be 18 years or older. 
Uh, and attendees can expect to eat regular items from the Taco Bell breakfast menu, as well as the brand new Cinnabon Delights coffee. Wait, will this be serving alcohol, you're asking? Yes, mimosas specifically. I want to go to this. I want to party at a Taco Bell with drag queens. That sounds like a lot of fun. I would do this. Give me the lineup. Taco Bell, please reach out. If anybody works at Taco Bell or knows of any of these places, I will totally go to Taco Bell Drag Brunch. However, what is my rule? I talked about it with Kevin. Tip the queens. Stay in your seat. Have a good time. But shut the fuck up. It's the rules. That's the rule to drag brunch. So drag brunch can be rowdy. A lot a lot of people just think they can just fucking make it their own. Um, but yeah, you're going to be getting uh, visual backdrops, lip syncs, high kicks and dips. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Come on, Taco Bell. Let's get thickening. So I, I think that'll be good. I, I, props to Taco Bell. I think that's fun. You, you know who wouldn't do this? I think, I think Burger King wouldn't do this. They need to. Well, I don't think they would do. I don't think they would do. Um, if Burger King did it, they should do it with like, like big girls. Home with a Whopper. I need, yeah. Like, or like Latrice Royale or give me like a Eureka or, uh, you know, Delta Work even. God, Delta Work. She DM'd me the other day. I love her so much. Uh, um, but yes, I think, I like that. I like the idea of like, hey, let's let's do like a brunch uh, show at a fast food restaurant. That's the gag. First of all, you're at a Taco Bell and all of a sudden all these drag queens walk in. I'm like, this is heaven. This is it. Or this is how I die. It's one of the two. All right. Speaking of uh, drag, Madonna, <laughs> my favorite chupacabra. Um, here's the thing. I think I'm being a little too hard on Madonna. I've been talking about her a lot, and I don't think it's coming out of a place of hate. I really am concerned about her. I, I'm wishing her well. There was a video of her that I posted of her like popping up at Maluma's like concert the other day. And she's like, of course, humping him and just like, eh, 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 just like, you know, scraping her tush up against the carpet. Like, <laughs> so Madonna and her boyfriend, a la Malik Williams, they've broken up after three years of dating. Uh, there's no greater power than the power of goodbye. Madonna has thrown herself into a busy social life and has been seeing her friends and family after the split. We don't really know what the split entailed, but she has a packed schedule working on her upcoming biopic, uh, which, by the way, uh, Sydney Sweeney was interviewed at the Met Gala. Uh, and the, the interviewer asked her, he's like, uh, did you audition for the Madonna biopic? And um, uh, how did it go? And Sydney Sweeney just looked at him and walked away. And I'm like, oh, give it to me, please. Uh, 
So, yes, she's busy doing her biopic. She's got new music coming out, and she's looking after her family. So, apparently, the split was amicable. Um, They've been on and off for a while. They're still on good terms, and there are no hard feelings, but there are different pieces with their lives. Um, Oh. Oh. He's also been kicked out of her house. (laughs) Oh, so they're both working on other things. It's hard to keep their romance alight. Reps for Madonna did not immediately return the request for comment, but she just said, get out of my house, bitch, I'm Madonna. I mean, good for her. You know, I guess she had three years of fun with this guy. Um, She did say this on her Instagram, though. I did see this. Karma said, when somebody in your life is not right for you, God will continuously use them to hurt you until you become strong enough to let them go. Okay. we get, Just just say I kicked him out of my house. You know? He, was, he, he, he wasn't doing the dishes, you know? He wouldn't let me sit in his lap every night and hump him. I couldn't snail trail down his leg. Something, you know? Oh, Madonna. <laughs> um... And also, like, he's 28. She's 63, which go you. However, her daughter is 25. Her daughter's three years younger than her mom's boyfriend. That's weird. And she has, let's see, Mercy 16. She's got the twins, Stella and Estir, 9, and sons, Rocco, 21. Yeah, so Rocco and Lourdes are, like, in their 20s, and David is 16. Who, sh- who she rescued from Malawi. She rescued David from Malawi. I love Malawi. But uh, I'm sure, you know, hopefully we'll get... This is this is just saying. This is what I want. I want... I need Madonna to... I'm manifesting this for Madonna. I am saging... I'm going to put on a black dress and go into Joshua Tree and conjure this like Madonna in the Frozen video that she just ages gracefully. I really just want her to be Madonna. I'm tired of like the barrettes and the grill and the butt implants and the, you know, you know, we get it. You smoke weed. Cool. You know, we've all smoked weed. It's not like... It's like we smoking weed used to be like, oh, and now it's like, all right. You know, there's like weed comics now who are like, I smoke weed. It's like everything I do. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, but yes, I just want like take the share road. Take the uh um like I want her to be like like Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda's cool. Jane Fonda's hip. You know, I just don't want Madonna to fall. She's already fallen a couple times on stage. I don't want her to like break into a thousand pieces like the end of death becomes her. Siempre vida. Madonna needs to take the potion. Take the potion, Madonna, because I want Madonna to live forever. That's how I I love her. I love her. But I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this like um, uh, chapter, you know, because she reinvents herself every couple years. So hopefully this three years that she was with this guy, we're done with that. And we can move into the new era. I'm ready for the new Madonna era. What are you going to give us? I think we I think we did like hot, humpy grandma for a while. Let me get it. Get back into ballads. That's what I want. Oh, my God. Speaking of ballads, this is so off the topic. 
Everyone needs to listen to Lady Gaga's new song from the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack. It is so good. The new single, I think it's called Take My Hand. Fantastic. It's giving me old school um, 80s uh, ballad vibes. It is fantastic. I listen. I dropped last night. It's so good. You are all going to love it. I think I, I'm i obsessed. And our buddy Mark Ellis over at uh, Schmo, the Schmodown uh, went and saw a preview of it. He talked to us on Sunday and he was like, honestly, it's the best movie I've ever seen. He literally said, I cannot go into a movie preview now and be upset knowing they're not playing Top Gun Maverick. He says it's that good and I can't wait. I have to rewatch Top Gun because it's been a while. But yes, uh, but that's what I want. Madonna, get back into ballads. Give me You'll See, give me Take a Bow, give me Rain, uh, give me This Used to Be My Playground, um, um, uh, Oh Father, like that's what I want. Give me that now. Now Madonna. Okay, moving on. Speaking of... Aging gracefully, the coastal grandmother aesthetic is a lifestyle, not just a TikTok trend. If you are not familiar with the term coastal grandmother, it came out on TikTok um, and Instagram. It refers to the crisp, moneyed, perennially, wait, perennially summertime lifestyle of a beautiful older woman in a Nancy Myers movie or an Eileen Fisher photo shoot. So last year we had Hot Girl Summer. This summer we're having Coastal Grandmother. Not mad at it. As someone who looks Coastal Grandmother right now, look at me, I'm in my cozy earth. Promo code 40Justin. I am comfortable. I'm living. I'm cozy. Um, yeah, this the Coastal Grandmother does not care about thongs or ketamine. She likes heirloom tomatoes and going to bed early. That's what I want. Yes, that's it. That's what I want Madonna to turn into, a coastal grandmother. I want her in khaki jinkos on a beach with a sun hat, listening to Wind Beneath My Wings, reminiscing her dead friend while she's on Coney Island. So, not euphoria, not, uh, yeah, not not porn, not not high school porn. This is just linens, rom-coms. Think Meg Ryan on a bike with her arms out at the end of City of Angels, which still, to this day, pisses me off. If she just kept her eyes open, she wouldn't have ran into that goddamn truck. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen City of Angels. And she would have lived happily with Nicolas Cage, who gave up his... Angel wings for her. Uh, sorry. My coastal grandmother heart is just still pissed off. But yes, we want, we want, um, herbal tea. We want, um, farmer's market chic, big hats, uh, a good, really cold glass of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc, which is my favorite. Coffee, um, organic baking, um, Goose Creek candles. Holy shit. I'm a coastal grandmother. I think I'm going to identify as a coastal grandmother. 
This is right up my alley. I want to just like sit on the beach, read, take an edible, get into bed, put on a nice um, thunderstorm calm app. That's that's what I I'm a fucking coastal grandmother. I think this is the meme where I'm like that moment you realize you're a coastal grandmother. That's what's happening right now. I'm here for it. I love it. Like dress comfortable. Yeah, Epsom salt. Take a bath. Get a bath bomb. Light a sage scented candle. Not even real sage. Uh, I love that. All right. Now we have to get into trash people. So Coastal Grandmothers, we love you. We support you. Remember, it is Mother's Day on Sunday. Treat your Coastal Grandmothers respectfully and lovingly, okay? Now we've got trash people. Trash people! And this headline starts off with vegan, which right off the bat, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Are you a vegan? Okay, good. Um, This is a guy. It says, vegan who drinks his own urine daily swears it's the secret to eternal youth. Now, this man looks like... (sighs) He looks like a homeless man if he opened up an organic... Yeah, I was going to say coffee shop, but yes, organic urine factory. Yeah. Now, first of all, this jar is massive. And this piss, I've had my piss like yellow, you know, like after a night of drinking and, you know, boozing and not drinking enough water, you know, your pee can get a little like dark yellow. And that's why you hydrate. Get those liquid IV packets. This guy's piss is pure cold brew. This is cold brew with a splash of oat milk. This is like what, this is, okay, so his coffee, I'm drinking coffee right now. That's his coffee, or that's his piss. I'm drinking this guy's piss. (laughs) Yeah, golden shower, daddy. Ah. This is a brown shower. This is taking a full brown shower. There's no golden shower. There's nothing golden. Or gilded about this. So this 34-year-old vegan in England, I already hate him, uh, swears that the byproduct of relieving himself relieves more than just his bladder. Harry Matadine has claimed he drinks his own urine daily. Daily. Saying that the stomach-churning practice has, quote, quote, cured him of his depression and made him look 10 years younger. Weirdly enough, he's still single. Um, Matadine said that he used to suffer from depression and severe social anxiety. You know what? I've had my down days. I've thought about things and what I'm doing with my life, but there has never been a day where I've been like, you know what? I'm going to drink my own piss. No, thank you. He began what he calls urine therapy. Guys, not a thing. He started this shit in 2016 during the summer, which I think that was um, brown piss summer. 
not to be confused with hot girl summer or comfy grandma, coastal grandmother summer. Said it was beyond my wildest imagination how powerful it was when I drank it. What in the Joe Rogan hell is going on? Like, oh, yeah, I'm powerful. I'm drinking my own piss. You're fucking crazy, dude. From the moment I drank my urine, it woke up my brain and removed my depression. Yeah, it woke up your brain and removed your depression because you thought to yourself, holy God, this is what I'm doing. I'm drinking my own piss. I felt a new sense of piss, peace, sorry, peace, <laughs> calm, and determination. I thought, wow, I can make it for free and always keep myself in this happy state. He guzzles about 200 milliliters, about 6.7 fluid ounces of his own waste every day. I'm going to throw up. I didn't read this last line. His daily drink often consists of, wait for it, guys. Month-old urine topped off with a splash of fresh pee. He's a barpista. He's mixing urine. Guys, make sure to check in on your friends. This pandemic's done a lot to a lot of people. And I think, you know, if you know that your friend is out there, I'm really hoping that this guy's friends, Matadine, hopefully he has friends. And this cannot be good for your kidneys at all. This cannot be good for your whole body. You're, you're, you're not supposed to be drinking waste. I, this man is in my prayers till the day I die. I'll speak that into existence and I will see the harvest. Um, let me see if there's anything on this. <sighs> He says he loves the smell and the taste of it. No, he's he's fucking batshit. Bat piss crazy. Oh, he oh, he uh he cups his piddle in his hands and massages it into his face as a moisturizer. Urine has made me look a lot younger. Drinking the aged urine has revitalized my face. No. He says he doesn't use any other skincare. Your pee is not supposed to be that color. This is like his, these are all the variations of his pee. It looks like, it looks like, like a carpet in the 1970s. Like that's the color scheme. It's like, like browns and yellows and golds. This is, this is not good. I, I'm going to give this like two weeks to where we get a notification saying, well, he died. <laughs> He, uh, he, uh, yeah, and good luck getting a girlfriend or a boyfriend, dude, because I'm sorry, the minute, the minute my boyfriend starts drinking his own pee, I'm going to be like, this is, this has been great. Um, uh, I don't know. Or does he do it in secret? But also, what if you're dating this dude and you're like, you wake up thirsty and you go to the fridge. You're like, I bet there's some cold apple juice in the fridge. Oh, his family members aren't the only ones who disapprove of the urine drinking habit. Oh, yes. There are no known reported health benefits from drinking or rubbing your own urine in this. Okay. He's fucking crazy. Okay. That's what we've learned. Great. 
You're insane. Wow. What a piss poor story. Now, here's a little segment. I've got three stories before this episode ends. Love is in the air. I think, uh, I think. <laughs> Love is in the air. Spring is here. It's May. All the flowers are in bloom. The jasmine and the bushes are all like you, like, oh, uh, just so, that's uh, my favorite smell in the world, the jasmine bushes here in LA. The jacarandas are just shitting their sticky purple flowers all over everyone's cars. But there is love in the air. And I have three lovely love stories to round out this week's episode. This couple um, got married on an airplane uh, with a connection to Phoenix, which tracks on Southwest Airlines. This Oklahoma City couple named Jeremy and Pam, they tied the knot 37,000 feet flying over Arizona after what started as a joke during boarding turned into a, ter, turned serious when the pilot gave the green light according to the Arizona Republic. The couple's wedding fell into place after a series of flight changes. So what started off as a trip to Las Vegas to elope changed due to flight delays and cancellations because of the weather. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the couple ended up in Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport in full wedding attire with a canceled flight when they met Chris, an ordained minister, who offered to marry them. So they all got on the flight and got the captain's permission to have the wedding on the plane. The wedding was complete with all the bells and whistles as the flight's crew sprang into action with toilet paper streamers and a snack mix stash. So they're on the, they're on the, uh, on the airplane. Passengers chipped in, offering up a spiral notebook as a makeshift guest book, which all 60 or so passengers signed with their seat number and a message for the happy couple. One passenger, a professional photographer, took photos. Congrats to the newlyweds on a memorable in-flight wedding. Neither our employees nor passengers are likely to forget. We can't wait to welcome you back on board the Love Airlines. Southwest wrote on their Facebook. <sighs> the anxiety. I'd rather drink my own piss. I honestly would. This is this is right up there with that like group of Christians that were singing. Like I don't know if you saw the footage of that where everyone was just like, "Jesus is the way, He's the light, and He's the way." And there, there's a guitar, tambourines, like, and you're just in a fucking Airbus flying, and you're like, "No, I think we need to require." Duct tape under every seat of a flight. And if you talk to me or look at me weird, I'm going to pull it out as a threat. That's strike one. Pull the tape real hard. Like, I'm getting the tape out. Like, look them in the eye. Let them know. I will fucking tape you down to the seat. I mean, first of all, 60 people signed that book on a plane. 60 because you know everyone else was like, I do not want to be a part of this. I would be one of those people. I'm going to have my headphones in. I'm going to look at my, I'm going to watch my movie. I'm going to look at my uh, my laptop, my tablet. I do not care. <laughs> Get me to my destination. My flights have been canceled 
multiple times. I'm irritated. I probably have a middle seat on a Southwest flight being six foot four. Let me tell you, that's really fun. Really fun. My knees hurt. I'm probably next to some old woman who's like, hey, have you ever heard the term coastal grandmother? That's what I am. And I'd be like, okay, okay. I could smile at her and okay. You want to see a picture of my grandson? I'll be like, okay. Is it Sean Mendez? Let's do it. Um, I, This absolutely would drive me insane. I'm happy for them. Just saying, happy. However, this is a borderline act of terrorism. This is a uh, Taliban wedding <laughs> up in the sky that I do not want to be a part of. Absolutely not. So that's our first story of love is in the air. Then this next one is pretty hot and juicy. Am I the asshole for sleeping with her brother on her wedding night. That's right. It's getting gay. This poster came out this week on Reddit. A 27-year-old in the East Coast shared he recently attended his brother's wedding who really wanted him there, quote, even though I, can st I can't stand his wife who openly hates gay people. Okay, well, she's a bitch. He admits that he stopped going to a lot of family events because she makes all sorts of loud complaints about me, mainly my going to hell because I'm gay. Boring. She also hates I'm an atheist who knows more about the Bible than her. Oh, bitch. That was a read. When the poster got invited to the wedding, um, it was clear he was to come solo. No plus ones. Some weddings say, hey, don't bring somebody. People do anyways. His mother informed him that came directly from the soon-to-be sister-in-law. Apparently, the sister-in-law was appalled he was attending at all. The poster also shares that he's counseled his own brother about marrying someone so hateful, but the brother can just say that he's in love with her. So, this is his account of what happened at the wedding. He went to the wedding alone prepared to enjoy the wedding and reception, and then he noticed this really cute guy sitting on the bride's side of the church. Hot. I'm in already. And again at the reception. So he sees that he did not bring a date either. So before he could bring up the nerve to go talk to him, he wandered over to his table and he sits down. He then, without any prompting, begins to talk about his nightmare sister. Honest to Jupiter, he really is new sister-in-law's brother. He also didn't get a plus one. He asked me and he knew I was the groom's brother. So why brother married his sister? What? Okay. We shared a few laughs about the train wreck of this marriage and how awful it is. Under the table, his foot began to rub against my leg. Oh, I love this. So we spent the evening dancing, talking, and laughing. Then he asked if I wanted to go to his apartment. I did. And a lot of really... Awesome things happened. This article is so shitty. It's like misspelled and like there's words missing, but yet we publish it. And I'm trying to read it the best I can. He says, I don't know how the sister-in-law found out, but she exploded on her Facebook account because that's what I think the Karens do and how uh, he corrupted her brother. 
her brother is mad at me for sleeping with this guy on his wedding night. Somehow our hooking up tarnished the sanctity of her wedding. My mom made some vague reference to the notion our dalliance will forever be linked in the sister's mind with the wedding. So, I think this is great. Sometimes you meet people at weddings, you know? Um, He doesn't see a romantic future with the sister-in-law's brother. They are becoming friends. Okay. I'm now thinking of pitching the idea we should attend family functions on both sides with with each other just to grind her ass over this. And, of course, they have to end the article with grind ass. Good for them. I think that's hot. Why not? What if you just go to a wedding and you're just bored? You see someone good looking and you're like, you want to come on. Um, oh, wait, what is that? Oh, so people are saying this guy's definitely not an asshole. She's saying that the sister's an asshole. I think the sister, if, it's 2022 and you have a problem with your, with your br- soon to be brother-in-law being gay. You're a bit like, get out of here. I would I would hope the 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 other family would be like no you accept our children as who they are. But I guess, you know, some homophobes just have bomb ass puss, I guess. <laughs> it's really sad, but I'm happy. I'm glad this guy he's not an asshole. You're not an asshole. I salute you. Yeah, good for you. And I'm glad that they're friends and they can remain friends and not be weird about it. All right, and finally, speaking of, I told you love was in the air, these last three stories. Here's our last one. We started this episode with the Met Gala and Katy Perry dressed up as a burger. We did the Met Gala. We've talked about um, Madonna, talked about love. This man decided that he was going to show his love to his girlfriend. Where else? A place that just makes me think love right at the sound of its first syllable. No, not Paris. Not Vegas. McDonald's. This man proposed to his girlfriend at McDonald's and it got a lot of heat online. So, you know, I love a good video of like a surprise. It's always like those videos with like a soldier coming home and like surprising his kid. I'm just like, oh, God, every time I'm just like, oh, I just just my whole body breaks down. I'm just crying alone. And there's also like good proposal videos, you know, like, you know, unplanned. And then you turn around. It's like, oh, my God, he's on his knee. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, but this guy popped the question uh, at a McDonald's. So let's go down to the bottom. That's the ring in a box, which I think is your first mistake. You need to put it in like a chicken nugget. Put it in a chicken nugget and have them chew on it. And before they swallow it, well, maybe not a chicken nugget. <laughs> you don't want to like have them choke. I don't want to make choking, you know? So this is a McDonald's that looks like it's in a store. Like people are pushing around like shopping carts. Um, and this video, if you haven't seen it, um, is 
going viral because it's been uploaded to Twitter and TikTok. This unnamed man can be seen going down on one knee close to a uh, counter at a branch of what appears to be McDonald's. A woman can be seen turned away from him, visibly embarrassed at what's unfolding in front of hundreds of fellow customers, many of whom appear to be recording what's going on on their phone. The footage was shared. Uh, the video has been viewed 3.1 million times, earning over 58,000 likes and 10,000 retweets. I know, she's mortified. Even the woman at the counter is like, oh my God, do not show me. Maybe she's like, I don't want people knowing I work at McDonald's. I mean, she's pissed. She's mad. Uh, and walks away. That's McCringe. That's so sad. And also, it looks like there was, like, multiple orders in that shopping cart. Like, they were getting it for, like, a group or, like, you know, a shelter or something like that. But, like, yikes. That's, like, that's why I do not believe in, like, public, 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 public proposals can be a little, ugh. So all the customers are mortified. You know, the video's been going everywhere. Hopefully this guy's doing okay. You know, but up, 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 up. Not loving it. Sad. You know where this wouldn't have happened? At a drag brunch at a Taco Bell. Just letting you know. Everyone would have been like, hot sauce, tacos, chalupa wrap, you know. Um, But yes. I hope this guy is okay. I wish him the best. Ooh, that just sucks. Like, I'm proposing, and then all of a sudden, she says no, and then it goes viral on TikTok. Watch. He'll be on next season's Dancing with the Stars on Disney+. Plus. All right, guys. That is it for this week's episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. Thank you again for uh, listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your pod fix, and leave a review. I love to hear from you guys. And make sure to check out that deal again. 40justin, CozyEarth.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Get your mama something comfortable. Get her, you know, a uh, coastal grandma ready. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Justin Martindale. Thank you guys so much. I love all of you. And we will see you next time. Bye. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. 
In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions, and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.